What is up, my beautiful friends? We are back for episode number 174, and today we're talking about urges. This could be anything from overeating to craving cookies to craving alcohol to craving wine or smoking. We're going to talk about the way that you can actually handle these urges, not only through the holiday, but any day of the year. So this is going to be one of those podcasts that you're going to want to save it because when you've lost your North Star and you need control over whatever the urge might be, I'm here to help you. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with business mentor, health and fitness influencer, and trainer Heather Newman. Each week, Heather provides you with tips and tools to glitter your soul and add sparkle to your life. Let's get unstuck. You are not a tree, so let's learn to move, change, and find true happiness by creating a vision and living your dreams. For blog posts, business tips, fitness training, at-home workouts, and more, subscribe to GlitterU.com. Now, let's get happy. Here's your host, Heather Newman. Hello, my beautiful Tone Babes and all of my new friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Hashtag Get Unstuck podcast. This is episode number 174. We're talking about urges. It is here. I'm finally talking about it. This is something that goes on behind the scenes. I talk to my friends, my one-on-ones in coaching and our training sessions. It comes up a lot. So we're also going to talk about embracing change and creating a life that you love living. I am your host, Heather Newman, and I am a group fitness instructor turned online fitness planning mentor. I'm here to effectively help women like you get control of their overall health and fitness strategy as we navigate this fantastic world of the second half of life together. So grab your favorite drink. I have my unicorn juice. Uh, Find a comfy spot or let's go for a walk. And let's dive into this week's empowering little chat. Lace up those sneakers, tighten that ponytail, and let's do this together. It's going to be a blast. So before we get started, I've got Nemo here with me today. uh, Noodle is not with me right now, and that's usually the barker in the background, so we should not have any barking. But let's see before we dive in let me just kind of set the tone for you to for today's episode i'm heather if we have not met yet if you are new here welcome 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 and if you are returning i appreciate you more than you'll ever know be sure to get subscribed and if you could just leave a comment it helps with the algorithm to get our message out to other women like us who could use these helpful nuggets or maybe just a little dash of energy especially right now in the holiday season it can feel so overwhelming and chaotic and we're just not going to let that happen so I'm here to be your guide on this journey to unleash your full potential. Today, we're not just talking, we are connecting, okay? We're going to be sharing some stories and keeping it really real, and I'm just thrilled to have you here. So... I personally have been on quite a journey to transforming my life after spending the first 48 years stuck in kind of this people-pleasing loop, but I decided to reinvent myself. I stopped outsourcing my happiness, and I just decided to embrace a life that's a little different, a little brave, and a whole lot of 
mine. I'm here each week to help you do the same thing to encourage you, to empower you, and to share the real messy, beautiful stuff of my life and just life in general. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. It means the world to me. Um, Before we get started, like diving into urges, I wanted to touch on um, kind of my secret sauce. And it's the seven habits that changed my life back in 2017. If you have gotten the brain dump or the I am notebooks or both of them, then you can find them on Amazon. You know the deal. Like these notebooks are like a backstage pass to my daily life. And these seven fundamentals of Tone Babe Wellness have been my daily companion since 2017. They've become the cornerstone of my routine, my Deho 7, or the Daily Habits of 7, as I like to call it. I teach these habits to every single VIP inside the Tone Online Studio at toneintend.com. So they're not just like for show. These are simple tools, including the planner, the brain dump, and the IM notebooks from the backbone of my wellness framework. They're the everyday habits that keep me grounded and motivated, and I believe they can do the exact same thing for you. I've watched results. I've watched women come in and just convert priorities and just change their lives by implementing these little bitty habits, and it's nothing major. They're just little tweaks. But in some of my one-on-one sessions, I would find women drowning in confusion, bombarded with conflicting advice, and just being overwhelmed by the noise of the wellness world. I get it. I've been there. (laughs) The key is to figuring out what works uniquely for you, and that's where I come in. I can help you navigate through the noise, make sense of the chaos, and tailor a plan that fits you like a glove. So I want to talk real quick about consistency. You know, these are not just standalone habits that I teach. They're actually stackable, like a perfect, perfect wellness Jenga tower. It's not about each habit individually changing your life. It's about the collective impact, the consistency of stacking them all together and turning them into daily rituals and putting your wellness on complete autopilot. So join me at glitteru.com and toneintend.com. You know, I kind of consolidated some things. Going into 2024, I've revamped some things. I try to simplify systems so that you don't come in and get confused. I find that still people will come into the Tone Online Studio and they're not really sure where to begin, how to get started. So I am streamlining the whole process. So I'm just going to give you the one website. Join me at glitteru.com. Get on the newsletter mailing list. That will give you every single step-by-step tool that you can use. You get to pick and choose what would work for you, what sounds good to you, and it will lead you inside of the Tone Online Studio when you're ready to become a VIP. VIP is our monthly membership. It's an annual 12-month commitment, I guess you would say, to your your health and wellness. And I do have a payment plan. So if you rather just pay by the month, you can do that. But if you join for the full year, you guys, you save a hundred dollars. 
and it's not real expensive. Like I am your personal trainer in your back pocket for a quarter of the price that you would actually pay. And you've got Q and A's with me. I get on here and I coach with you through podcasts. I make it as quaint, I guess, as we can virtually. And you know, feel free to ask for a phone call. You guys, I always do coaching sessions on the phone if you need to actually talk to me. But join me at glitteru.com and let's start like getting your wellness journey in in order, embracing simplicity and making these mini stackable habits a part of your daily life. That way you can get off the roller coaster, get off that yo-yo that you used to be on. I was on that too. I hope these little habits bring more joy and clarity into your world and always remember, stay gorgeous, okay? All right, let's dive on into episode 174. We are talking about urges. It's been a tough few years. Have you felt a little lost, fell off track, or maybe your life feels like it's been flipped upside down? Are you ready to get back on track with a simple jumpstart the healthy way? The seven-day sugar detox, Sugar is the Devil book, is now available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It is a straightforward shortcut that tells you exactly what to eat and how to do this. The seven-day sugar detox, Sugar is the Devil workbook and guide by Heather Newman will help you navigate a new healthy relationship with food. It will teach you which foods work for you and those that don't. This seven-day sugar detox guide is meant to be a staple. It's not a one-time use only book. It's one that you'll want to keep coming back to over and over again for guidance. It's the permanent solution that you've been looking for. This guide is used as a resource to get you back on track when you fall off, and we all do. It's a journey, not a destination. So happy to hear how many of you are enjoying this book, getting massive weight loss results, and use it as a tool after those binging weekends when you've really whooped it up. It's the perfect easy-to-follow guide, including a grocery list and meal planning recipe options for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner. If it's not on the list, it's not for us. Be sure to grab yours today and grab one for a friend. The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil by Heather Newman is available in a paperback and a hardback version. Visit the website www.sugardetox7.com or simply find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Sugar is the devil. All right, my dear friends. Today we are talking about urges. And the reason that I'm recording this podcast is because so many of my students, my clients, they kind of give in to this confusion when it comes to urges and how to manage or handle those urges. So I want this to be a resource for you to be able to come back to, to understand what's going on. And when you experience an urge, you can maybe re-listen and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. Because this is a practice, right? Just like everything that I teach, everything that I experience, everything that you experience, it's a practice. When you want to make a change in your life and you are looking to grow in a certain area or get better at or feel healthier, hello, I'm in health and fitness, so I always resort back to that example. But most of the things that I teach you can, like, it can spill over into your finances, into your relationships, into your professional world. Most everything that I teach, unless it's very food or fitness specific, can actually 
pour over or spill over into other areas of your life. That's why I love health and fitness so much is because that's where I started my focus was on my health and fitness. And then after that, it started pouring over into every, every path and avenue in my world, which was amazing because I'm like, gosh, this all started with this I wanted to um, find a new healthy superfood shake, and I did. And that's where it started. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to tell you that everything that you do as it applies to something that I call either triggers or spinning or um, what's another word, kind of buffering, some of you will know this as overeating, over drinking, OCD tendencies or behaviors, looking at your phone too much, checking your emails too much, any obsessive cleaning, or anything like that that you're struggling with. I want you to know that this, all of these that I just mentioned, are actually easy to stop doing. You're like, you're right, Heather. What? I'm a smoker. No, I can't just stop. Yes, you can. You just stop doing it. You don't respond anymore to that urge. Hang with me. Stay here. <laughs> it's not that difficult to do. You guys, I stopped drinking Diet Cokes on February the 12th of 2012. Why? Because I like I was having memory loss and I, I was forgetting a lot of things. And then I read up on something called aspartame. I educated myself on the ingredients, what it does, the science studies behind it. And I realized that there might be a connection. The only way for me to figure out if there was indeed a connection to the way I was feeling and my addiction to Diet Cokes, because you guys, I probably drank three a day. If I could drive through McDonald's and get a large Diet Coke with that ice and that straw, it was my hit. It was my go-to. I needed it. Every morning I would wake up with a headache. What would I do? Drink a Diet Coke. It would go away. It was a caffeine addiction. I'm fully aware of this. But on February the 12th of 2012, I decided I don't want to feel like this anymore. I need to take control of my health. End of story, period. And I just stopped doing it. Alcohol, I did the same thing. I didn't like the way it was making me feel. I felt out of control. I felt like cobweb head. I felt not like... I I, like I wanted to feel. I didn't feel like I was in control of making maybe very smart and conscious decisions all the time. So September the 14th of 2017 was my very last glass of wine and beer and whatever. But I was drinking wine that evening. It was my anniversary. We went to dinner. It was beautiful. I had a glass of wine and I decided at that moment, that this was it. That was the last one. I made a decision. Now, for some of you, you're like, yeah, right. Well, that's you. I can't do that. I'm here to tell you that you just stop doing it. You don't respond to the urge. This is not difficult. It's not. Hang with me. What's difficult is actually the feeling that you will have and be left with if you don't follow through on the urge. After I quit drinking Diet Cokes, I had headaches for 
three days straight. Like my head was just throbbing and I knew that if I would just go get a hit, (laughs) drink, pop that tab, drink that Diet Coke, I would probably feel better. But I didn't respond to the urge. What was hard was the feeling that I was going through, the headaches and like the I just want to lay down. I felt horrible. It was the feeling that I was having that left me with wanting to go through with that urge. So I want you to think about something. This is something that I only teach in one-on-one coaching and I'm not currently open for any more clients with one-on-one coaching. However, I teach a thought process called the machine. And in that machine, what I teach is how thoughts, well, let's just say this, a thought is going to cause your urge, the urge, whatever that is. So you may have a thought like, I need to clean that, or I need to eat that, or I want to drink, or I want to taste that, or I want to smoke that, or I want to see who called me. I want to see if anyone liked my post. I want to check my Facebook photo and see how many likes I got. All of those thoughts, they cause the urge to pick up the phone, to pick up the food, do whatever it is that you are complying with that urge, right? Like you follow through, like you have the thought and then you're like, ooh, I gotta do that. Ooh, I gotta do that. So awareness is where we start. But again, not doing the thing is actually easy. So not picking up the phone, not picking up the cookie, that's all easy, you guys. That is not the hard part. It's not hard to put the fork down. (laughs) It's not hard to pick up, to not pick up the food. What's difficult is actually dealing with the emotion, the emotion, dealing with the urge when you don't comply. And here's what I want to say about that is that urges demand our action. They demand it. But an urge actually has, has no authority. Like, it's kind of like if, you, if I say to you, pick that up, pick that up, pick that up, pick that up right now, hurry up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, hurry up, pick it up, pick it up. Now, if I have authority in your life, you may pick something up, especially if I'm urgent and demanding about it, right? But if I don't have any authority in your life, and if I'm some random stranger telling you to pick it up, pick it up, like pick it up, you're not going to do it because I don't have any authority. It doesn't matter how much I tell you to do it or how much I even yell at you, how much I even would scream at you. You're going to not comply with my urgency with me urging you. So this is also true with urges that you have within your own mind and in your body. 
So urges, again, demand action, but they don't have any authority in your life. Let's try to think of it like this, okay? They're like toddlers demanding candy at a grocery store, right? Like you do not need to comply. And no matter how loud they get, no matter how overwhelming it feels, you do not have to ever comply with an urge. So that's really step one is just understanding, being aware, and then understanding that urges happen, happen and that you never have to comply with the urge. And it's actually easy not to comply with that urge. What is difficult is what I call allowing an urge without responding to it. So the action of not responding is easy. The experience that you're going to get with the unanswered urge, the emotion of the urge is what's difficult. So I think this is why a lot of attempts to change behavior just doesn't work because most people are trying to figure out how to deal with the behavior that the urge causes instead of dealing with the actual urge. So if I have an urge to overeat something, I can spend a lot of time talking about the overeating. I can spend a lot of time talking about the food and what to replace it with and how to avoid it and how to keep food out of your house and all of those things. I just had this conversation with Taylor yesterday. Hello, Taylor, if you're listening. We just had this conversation. But what it what what that does, like trying to keep the food out of your house and just spending a lot of time about talking about it, what that does is it tries to control the environment and tries to control the behavior that the urge is causing. That makes sense? And what I want to teach you here and what I want to recommend is that you don't concentrate on the effect of the urge, that you actually concentrate on the urge itself. I know this is kind of deep, but it really is the way to fix an urge. So question number one is, what is an urge? Why do we give up urges? Or why do we want to give up urges? And bigger question, why do we give urges so much authority? If that urge, that emotion, is like a toddler in a grocery store, why are we constantly handing out the candy? Why are we constantly complying with this urgent urge that is with the, like within us? Most of us haven't even questioned that. Most of us haven't even slowed down enough to even realize what we're doing. So... Most of us feel as if we have no control. So we're just in that pinball machine. I talk about this all the time. If you're in the pinball machine of life and you're just kind of bouncing around in there and like just rolling with the punches, you're on defense, like whatever life throws at you, you're like bing, 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 like a a silver ball in a pinball machine. 
most of us feel as if we have no control, the pinball machine. So we're just constantly complying with every emotion that we have. With like we're letting our emotions run us with every urge that we have, with every immediate desire that we have, we're letting that run us. We feel as if the urge is just irresistible. And I mean, sometimes it can be like, don't get me wrong. Here's what I mean by that. When you have an urge that is irresistible, it means that you can't resist it. And this is what most people try to do with urges. They try to resist the urge. They try to avoid the urge. They try to replace the behavior that the urge causes. And when you have an irresistible urge, you're going to feel like you're out of control. You're going to feel as if you are doing things against your own will. And that is why, my friends, resisting an urge, it it doesn't work. I mean... We're going to get really solid on this. Resisting an urge doesn't work. An urge is just a desire. It is an intense desire caused by what? By your thinking. And what happens is we have a desire and then we reward that desire. And then that perpetuates that desire. So the more that we reward the urges, the more intense the urges are going to get. We want a cookie, we eat a cookie. Then we want a cookie even more. Then we eat a cookie. Then we want a cookie even more. And then we eat another cookie. We have the urge to smoke a cigarette, maybe. Not me, but some. We have the urge to smoke a cigarette. We smoke a cigarette. We get the urge, right? Because when smoking, we get the reward of the nicotine, where you you, they, whoever, not me. <laughs> the reward is the nicotine. You get the reward of the dopamine from giving into our urges. So what started as simply a thought and a desire, right? Like if you break that down, let's open up the urge. What is it? It's a thought and a desire. Then it turns into a perpetual rewarding urge thought cycle. And what simply caused the urge in the beginning was a thought that was probably a conscious thought at some point. Then it becomes an unconscious thought pattern that we aren't even aware of. A lot of my clients deal with this in the evenings, Um, Most of them have young children, some not children at all. Some are even younger, Um, younger than, well, I guess you can have a kid at whatever age, but younger than, you know, being married. Some Some of my clients are in their late 20s, early 30s, but some of them come home every evening and they are stressed out from work or whatever it is, they grab a glass of wine, they get on their comfy clothes, they probably put on their comfy clothes first and then grab a glass of wine and that is their evening with alcohol, right? A lot of people deal with this in the evening with alcohol, whatever that looks like. So they come home and they don't even consciously decide or think about having the alcohol. 
that thought has been thought so many times over and over again with the reward that it's actually now unconscious. And the urge is just really, really intense. So if they were to go about resisting that urge, then they find that the urge is irresistible. So what's the answer? What do you do if you have an urge? You do not react to it. And you do not resist it. So what do you do? Heather, hello. You're going to allow it. Now your brain will immediately want to be confused by this, okay? What does it mean? If you're not reacting to the urge, which means you're not complying with it or giving in, and you're not resisting it, what exactly are you freaking doing? Okay, let me try and put this in simpler terms. So let's go back to the toddler in the grocery store, right? The toddler is screaming urgently, urging, urging, urging. So you give it, I don't know, a candy bar, whatever, whatever it was they're yelling for, their candy. And they stop urging, right? But what has the toddler learned? The toddler learned... Screaming, freaking out, demanding, being urgent, causing urges actually works. So the more I'm urgent, the more I cause the urge, the more candy bars I get or candy I get. So the more you give that toddler a candy, every time you go to the grocery store, the more demanding that toddler is going to be for that candy bar. That is when we react to urges, we give in to them. So option number two is we resist those urges. So the kid's screaming, the kid's yelling, we're yelling back at the kid, we're pushing on the kid, or <laughs> the kid is pushing back on us, not physically, but just back and forth. The kid is freaking out. And if you've ever watched a kid go into like full-blown meltdown, totally wears you out. And eventually, many of us just give in and react to it, or we resist and exhaust ourselves from it, right? The third option is simply allow the urge, allowing the kid to have a fit, allowing the kid to freak the fudge out, allowing the kid to demand it, and to not react at all, and to to not try to get the kid to stop crying, not to try to resist it, none of it. Just let it be what it is. And what you'll notice with the toddler and with an urge is when you just allow it to do what it does, just whatever it does, without resisting, without complying, without reacting, it's eventually going to extinguish itself. A toddler will learn that throwing a fit does nothing. There's no reward for it. There's no reward for creating the urge. And so it kind of just fizzles out. And this, my friend, is exactly what we need to do with our urges for drinking, for eating the wrong foods, for overeating, 
for all the things that we do that are triggering, buffering, spinning against our own will. So here's what happens when you have an urge and you answer it. It intensifies, right? And when you have an urge and you don't answer it, when you just allow it to be there and you don't resist it, it just dissipates. And the more that you allow an urge without rewarding it, the less impact it has in your life, the less meaning it has in your life. And guess what? Eventually, it disappears. Just like my headaches with the Diet Coke in 2012. I no longer, after let's say a week, I no longer had the headaches. Did I have the urge? Absolutely. Every freaking day. But I didn't give into it. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I know that so many of you can relate to this in some way, shape, or form. So many of my clients, students, that were overeaters that now are not, that used to smoke that now do not, that used to obsess over, I don't know, a person, the boyfriend in high school, the love of their life in college. Now they don't even think about that boy at all. So this is what happens when we stop rewarding the urge. We stop encouraging the urge. It extinguishes itself. It's just like those let's, I'm looking at Nemo. It's just like a dog when we stop giving them food or a treat after coming inside from going out, right? Like the urge goes away. Um, that's kind of a mean example, but it would work, right? Like if, if Nemo and Noodle went outside and they came back in, which they do every single day, every time they come back in, they come in, they sit by the pantry and I just pull out the little TRs and they both SIT. Yes, I'm spelling because Nemo's right here. And I gave them the TR, right? T-R-E-A-T. If I didn't do that, if I stopped doing that, eventually what would happen is they would just go out and come in and they wouldn't go by the pantry if I was no longer after a certain amount of time feeding into the urge that they had for their TR. So to summarize, an urge is simply a desire caused by a thought in your mind. And you're having a lot of urges that, or if you're having a lot of urges that that are very intense, it's most likely because you've had multiple urges and you have rewarded those urges and it's just become unconscious. It's on autopilot. This is what you do. This is what you want. This is what you do. This is what you get. So what causes urges in our thinking and the reward system let's just say if you have an urge you want to allow it to be there without resisting it and without complying with it 
it has, again, here's your reminder, it has no authority in your life. It can kick, it can scream, it can freak out, but you're not going to comply or resist it. Think of the kid in the candy store and the example that I gave. That's perfect. That can be applied to every single urge that you have. It will not feel good to do this, okay? It won't. But allowing an urge to just be there, allowing a toddler to scream at the top of his lungs in the grocery store is not a good feeling. It's not pleasant. But eventually... The toddler stops screaming and eventually the urge goes away. And if you do it enough times, you will completely extinguish the urge to do the thing that you keep doing. Example, wine at night, drinking on the weekends, Oreo cookies every single night before bed, whatever that is. So... This is why, in my opinion, moderation often doesn't work. Although I teach moderation because that's what most people can relate to. This episode about urges is really about thinking. It's about you being aware of your thoughts. And a lot of people are just on autopilot and they don't even take the time or the energy or understand how to do that. So even though I teach moderation, moderation often doesn't work. And when we give in to the urges sometimes, but not all the time, the urges are still intense. When you give in to the toddler sometimes, but not all the time, the toddler is still going to throw the fit because he knows he's got a 50-50 shot, right? So your urge is still going to be very intense if you feed into it sometimes. But when you allow an urge to be there without answering to it consistently, talk about consistency in tone all the time. And over a long period of time, eventually those urges will go away. And so some of you may ask, does this mean I can never drink again? Does this mean I can never eat you know, Oreo cookies again. And my answer to that and to all things that are compulsive, which simply means irresistible urges, right? Is that you can do those things, but only if you plan them ahead of time. So this strategy will work. What you'll do is you'll wanna make sure that with all things that you are using for buffering, triggers, spinning, whatever your thing is, if you want to include them in your life that you never give in to an urge, and of course, like we discussed, you never reward the urge, you simply plan it ahead of time and decide ahead of time to do that thing. And here's what I mean by that. If you want to drink, you decide... I'm going to have a glass of wine with dinner tomorrow night. You're not drinking because of an urge. You're drinking because you planned it ahead of time. And when you do it this way, I'm going to have one of those little Oreo cookies tomorrow night before I go to bed, but I'm going to skip tonight. Like that's planning ahead. 
when you do it this way, you're not perpetuating or rewarding the urge. You're using your, like, the prefrontal cortex of your brain to actually plan for something ahead of time. And therefore, you're going to maintain the authority over it, the control over it. This is not the same as giving into an urge and rewarding the urge. That's more like on impact, instinct, sometimes not even consciously realizing that you're doing it, right? So that's what I have for you to on urges today. I know that was pretty deep. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love how the brain works. I love teaching you and showing you and giving you um, some tools and ideas that actually work using the machine with the thought process and understanding that you actually have control over your thinking. People are like, what? Yeah. But listen to this as many times as you can or need to or want to so your brain can pretend to, to like not be confused anymore about urges. You're going to have to listen more than once. I'm going to tell you right now. So if that's something that you struggle with, the answer is to simply allow and not resist or react to the urge. And eventually it will dissipate. It will extinguish itself. And always, if you if you kind of forget, like, what am I doing here? Like, here, I'm trying to be aware. I remember the podcast Heather talked about urges. Think about the little kid in the candy store. What happens? You're going to let them throw a fit. It's fine. Throw a fit. They'll get over it eventually. And eventually they're going to stop. It's not fun. Right? I want you guys to have a beautiful week. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, I wanted to ask you if you guys want to continue Wednesdays. For those of you listening to the podcast, do you want to continue on Wednesdays or do you think we'd do better recording on Fridays? Which day would actually work better for you or does it even matter? It could be that I record on Wednesday and you don't listen till the weekend anyway. I'm not really sure. But if you could let me know, send me a DM, tag me at GlitterU on Instagram, send me a DM over there. You can find me on Facebook or you can hop over to Glitter U, um, send me a message through there. And if I guess, I guess that's all I have for you. Have a beautiful week, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. And if you enjoy listening to the hashtag Get Unstuck podcast, you, um, you should tag a friend or share this to your little stories on your social media. And I will personally share you in my stories as well. All right, you guys, I'll talk to you later. Love ya. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to Heather's Get Unstuck podcast. Her goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact Heather's efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find Heather on Instagram at GlitterU, her website at www.glitteru.com, and or join the free Get Unstuck Community Facebook group.